You are now listening to Used Records Powered by Call Out Culture Hosted by Zillaranka Breaking down Forgotten albums Overlooked albums Albums you've never heard of Albums maybe you forgot and loved and forgot again Here we go My uh, my there it is. The microphone is cracking. All right, use records. We're back. Zilla Rocka. Shout out to everybody who has purchased and streamed and shared the new album. Don't wait for me to leave. From me and Andrew, available on $3pistol.com. It's been incredible to get the amount of feedback and love for this album, which really is it doesn't sound like anything that's out right now and is something new and cool. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to make and to share with everybody. Uh, I'm still waiting on CDs, uh, vinyl, still haven't got many updates, hoping to get them by November, December. But uh, tapes are flying out of here, and then CDs, once they touch base uh, on my step from DHL, they're going to be on your step. All right, so thanks for that. All right, so let's get into this week's episode on the Jackie Brown soundtrack. Man. It's one of my most cherished soundtracks of all time. And it made me think about why and how um, Tarantino soundtracks were very, very important during the 90s uh, and to culture at large. So, you know, Pulp Fiction is one of the biggest moments in American culture in the last 25 years from the music and, you know, the, the movie itself and all that stuff. But... What was fascinating, too, is with Tarantino, with the soundtracks, was he would splice in the dialogue from the movie. So as you're listening to the soundtrack, you feel like it's almost like a book on tape of the film. And he did that again with Jackie Brown, and he's done that with other soundtracks. So I was looking through a lot of my crates, and I have a lot of Tarantino soundtracks that I own, from Death Proof to Django, Jackie Brown, Pulp Fiction... I forget what other ones I have. And and whenever they come out, I definitely play them a lot because he served as the original curator. Uh, you know, and he didn't really have a music supervisor. It was things he would choose and pick out. I mean, I'm sure people helped him, but it was never a portion where the studio was just, you know, pushing a bunch of songs and artists onto him for a soundtrack. So I think what's so cool about the Jackie Brown soundtrack is It's obviously his version of a modern Elmore Leonard slash exploitation movie, but it's really just a hangout movie. And what was brilliant about him to me, which Cashford disagrees with, Jackie Brown is great to me because after you make Pulp Fiction and then all of these knockoff Tarantinos start coming out and doing, you know, violent stuff with tons of dialogue and weird edits and gross-out tactics... He really went the other way and did a kind of low-key, very chill, low-budget, you know, dark comedy uh, about a woman who is going to rip off the FBI and a local drug dealer. And, you know, she's middle-aged, feeling like her life was is over. And so within that, you get, um, at that point, you know, his most succinct work, possibly still ever. You know, I, I doubt the movie's even two hours or a little bit under, a little bit over, but the soundtrack's so great because it's him showing his love for soul and R&B on top of some other splashes and styles, but 
he hasn't really done this since because I think what Tarantino is amazing at is finding and studying and loving and sharing obscure records that become huge landmark songs for people and culture based on his movies. So with Jackie Brown, we're going to kick it off with, you know, the the penultimate song in this movie, uh, the Robert Forster, um, Pam Greer, Didn't I Blow Your Mind, the Delphonics joint, where they kind of connect over it, and old-ass Robert Forster, played, uh, play, you know, plays Max Cherry, rest in peace to him. He goes into Tower Records, where they're, they're playing um, Foxy Brown in the background, uh, Holy Matrimony, off of uh, Il Nana, that's on the soundtrack, too. Um, but he finds the Delphonics for the first time and, and starts playing that song because she played it for him. And so it, it made me remember like how if you heard a song a girl that you liked liked, you were hunting that song or if it came on, it made you think of her. So it was a really cool moment in that movie. So the first song we're going to play off the Jackie Brown soundtrack is Didn't I Blow Your Mind by the Delphonics. funny when i hear this song now is i didn't grow up in a house back in the 80s that was like soulful it didn't happen for me so my first interaction with didn't i blow your mind this time was hearing the new kids on the block cover of it and then being mad later when i heard the delphonics being like they stole new kids they ripped them off man to be white in south philadelphia in the 80s and not know the Delphonics until you heard New Kids on the Block first. Oof. So anyway, so that is the one of the you know the the classic songs from this movie. Um, I'm gonna now play the intro song from the beginning title sequence, 
Bobby Womack across 110th Street from the movie originally across 110th Street. And I remember when uh, RZA flipped this song for Tequitha on the Ghost Dog soundtrack for Walking Through the Darkness. Um, and I remember loving it and forgetting I had just heard it in Jackie Brown a couple of years ago. And then when I bought this soundtrack, I was like, oh, yeah, this the Bobby Womack version destroys the Tequitha version, obviously. So let's get into this one. Incredible. Zilla Rocker, Call Out Culture, Jackie Brown soundtrack. So that was Bobby Womack's Across 110th Street. Another banger off of this album that, again, this this album was so good because for a person like me, and I imagine may, maybe another percentage of Tarantino fans in 1997, you wouldn't have had access to an album that would have Bobby Womack, Bill Weathers, Bloodstone, Delphonics, Mini Ripperton, uh, it, it was just, unless you got like the solid gold um, R&B compilations, but I would only ever see those on infomercials. So they always look really cheesy to me, you know, and I didn't have, again, like a cool aunt or uncle or parents that had all those tapes and records and eight tracks to grow up on. So this this soundtrack was a place for me to get into that stuff for the first time. So with, without that, I don't know how I would ever have owned Who Is He and What Is He To You by Bill Weathers at this stage of my life. Um, this song, you know, it's unbelievable. It goes without saying. And I just realized that um, it's the main sample for Horse and Carriage by Cameron, which I never realized because it has like the bigger drums, but it's like dun 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 So they just chop up and kind of speed up the Bill Weathers. Dun 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 dun. 
Dun, 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 dun. There you go. So that, that's him who sampled. I'm not snitching. The song's been out for 25 years. It's been cleared. So he, who is he and what is he to you by Bill Withers now? Jackie Brown soundtrack. A man we passed just tried to stare me down. And when I looked at you, sampled most incredible artists of all time uh another song i really really loved because i heard it on this album and owning it versus just hearing it again on like some oldies channels or infomercials for solid gold hits where you would call in and get like two tapes for 20 bucks or something is natural high by bloodstone like this song is one of the most fun songs to sing along to if you're in your house you're cleaning (laughs) you want to annoy your significant other you know, if you're in the shower, this is one of them all-time bangers. And shouts to Tarantino again for putting this record on this soundtrack because he was so good and continues to be amazing at recontextualizing songs and records people don't love, right? Or think is gauche or tacky or corny or played out. And he breathes new life into it. And that's something I just love. You know, he does the same thing with actors and genre films. So here we go. Bloodstone, Natural High.
One of the bitches I got set up. I got mail over in Hermosa Beach, and I rent this little place for Simone over in Compton, where you staying. Mm. And about four blocks away, I got this young 19-year-old country girl named Sharonda. I found her on a bus stop two days out of Georgia, barefoot, country as a chicken coop. Took her to my place in Compton, told her it was Hollywood. You told <laughs> she believed you? Hell yeah. <laughs> that dumb country ass Compton is Hollywood. Closest she ever been anyway. See what I'm saying about the dialogue? Again, like he just throws you right into that that quick scene with Ordell Roby and Lewis, played by Samuel L. Jackson and Robert De Niro. And if you like those characters, or if you got, forgot about them, or if you want to spend more time with them, I recommend the movie Life of Crime with John Hawkes and Most Def, Timothy Robbins, Isla Fisher. It's basically uh, a prequel. Uh, like an alternate universe prequel to Jackie Brown, where it just picks up with Wardell or Ordell Roby and um, Lewis in the 70s before, you know, they were middle-aged dudes in Jackie Brown. So it's a really cool flick. It's it's a good way to kill like 90 minutes if you want to get in something slick and fun. And uh, yeah, check it out. So I'm going to wrap up this episode of Use Records with, you know, one of the all-time great R&B soul singers, Minnie Ripperton, Inside My Love. And again, this this was the first time I caught a sample knowing before the internet and everything. I'm like, hey, Q-Tip used this on Lyrics to Go, which is my favorite Tribe song. Oh, my God. This is how people make beats. You know, and this was a good four to five years before I, I ever learned how to make a beat. So, shouts to Tarantino, sample snitch it inadvertently. But shouts to Q-Tip for having a good ear and finding a part of a record. And making it the hottest tribe song, in my personal opinion, ever. So there we go. So thanks for tuning in, as always. Uh, Shouts to Castro in Alaska and everybody checking it out. Follow us on Twitter, Patreon. Leave a review on iTunes. It does wonders. Uh, 
And when you're on Patreon, you get these episodes early, as always, and other cool outtakes and fun, crazy shit. So there it is. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. Just me.